Hello everybody, welcome to this now resting on our Lord session of Europa. My name is John and I'm an alcoholic from Mayo, Ireland. This is, this is the AA preamble. Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. AA is not allied with any sex, denomination, politics, organisation or institution. does not wish to engage in any controversy, neither endorses nor opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety about anonymity. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio and films. To us, we respectfully ask that AA members and AA, AA speakers and AA members not be photographed, videotaped or identified by full name on audio tapes and then published or broadcast reports of our meetings, including those reports on new media technologies such as the internet. The assurance of anonymity is essential in our efforts to help other problem drinkers who may wish to share our recovery program with us. And our tradition of anonymity reminds us that the AA principles come before personalities. The meetings at Europa are being recorded, so we ask that you only identify with your first name and city when sharing. This is a topic meeting. Topic meetings begin with speakers sharing on the topic, followed by open sharing. While topic meetings are open for anyone to attend, participation is limited to those who have a desire to stop drinking. Um, we have two speakers, Matt and George, uh, and Matt is going to share. Now, please. Okay, hello everybody. I'm an alcoholic. My name is Matt. Nice. nice to meet you all. Uh, good to be here. And I'm, I'm glad I'm sober today. And, and, uh, okay, this uh, topic, not resting on, on our laws. I, I will talk a little bit about my experience about doing that and not doing that, uh, because I have done both. Uh, my sobriety date is somewhere after Easter 91. Uh, I came to A about 20 years ago, so I've been sober for 19 years. And uh, the first couple of years I, I worked very hard with my family. I went to a lot of meetings, doing, I was scared to go back to drinking again. Uh, and uh, that was good for me. Uh, then I started to feel a little safe, you know, I got ma married and I, uh, everything was safe. I had a job and money came in and... And suddenly I started to go to, to uh, not so many meetings, maybe one, one meeting a week or so. And um, uh, things started to happen to me. And what happened was I, I was starting to get uh, more irritated on people. I, uh, I, I started to uh, get annoyed by what they were doing, saying or not doing, saying. Uh, I, I was thinking very bad things in my head about people. I didn't say it out loud, but in my head. Uh, and uh, uh, I started to get obsessed with other stuff like computers or, or uh, computer games or, or stuff like that. Uh, and uh, I didn't drink. I didn't think of alcohol, but I, I didn't feel good. I, 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 I felt... Uh, angry, I felt uh, alone a lot of the time, and I didn't talk about it. I kind of lost my honesty uh, against myself and against others. Uh, and uh, I didn't see it. And this uh, was going on for a couple of years, and, and, and uh, suddenly I started to feel bad, and uh, I got, got depressed, and I, uh, I didn't know why. I didn't know what was wrong. Uh, but I, 
I started to go to more meetings. I started to pick up the program again, and 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 uh, then then I realized I, I, I lost the program. I lost my program, uh, and uh, I can't afford to do that. It's a high price. I didn't have to drink, but 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 it was. Uh, if I had continued like that for for a long time, I'm very sure I would have gone out drinking again. So so then I picked up the program again. I got got myself a, a new sponsor. I started to work the steps all over again, and uh, things changed. Suddenly, I didn't feel alone. I didn't feel angry. I, I felt uh, uh, that I, that was in in my recovery again, and and this. Uh, Learn me that I have to do this every day, every day. I can't afford to 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 lay back and, and think it's uh, it's over. And sometimes it's 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 easy to think that if, when I, if you have been sober for many many years, it's 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 easy to think that wow now it's over. I'm home free and so. But uh, it's not the truth. It's uh, the disease is just waiting for me to do mistakes, and I can't afford that. I have to work every day on my recovery. To, to, to keep what I where, where I've got, and and, and today I try. It's very important to me to to um, uh, live this program day by day. It's not only about the sobriety. It's about uh, working the program, and living the principles in the program every day, uh, as as uh, as uh, much as I can, uh, and uh, uh, pray to God every morning to to be. Over and uh, thank him every every night for being sober to remind me every day that I got this disease and I have to work with it because uh, otherwise I, 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 even if I don't drink I, I want to feel good and I want to feel good I want to enjoy life I want to uh, have a, a good life so um, uh, at periods I, I don't go to too many meetings I, I now I've been out in my boat sailing I love that uh, for a couple of weeks and. and there's no meetings out there, so then I have to, to do other stuff. I have to read uh, books, I have to talk to, to friends. Uh, I, I'm a convention junkie, I love conventions. I uh, went to, to uh, the World Convention now in, in, in San Antonio. Uh, it was amazing, 55,000 people. It's hard to, to feel alone that when you're sitting with 55,000 other alcoholics. And I, 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 I uh, it felt very important to come here to this convention because like a, that's like a boost to me when I have been to so many meetings uh, and and to keep this uh, uh, my spirituality f fresh uh, on a daily basis to do do good stuff and, and uh, to um, take a look at myself and and then ask myself every evening if I had uh, done anything wrong if I have to make amends or, or, or do anything different the next day and stuff like that. Uh, and, and that's important to me today to do on a, on a regular basis. So um, it's very much a one, one day at a time program for me now, more and more. Uh, you know what's happened, it's history, it's gone. It's today. That's the only thing that counts, it's today. And uh, um, also to, to uh, work on my gratitude. Uh, to uh, to look at things I have instead of the things I don't I don't have, uh, and uh, uh, talk about that and share a lot, and that gives me uh, the feeling of gratitude also.
I feel grateful for, for, for what I have. Um, I've been through a, a lot of, of difficult periods in my sobriety. I, I'm luckily divorced now, and um, a lot of sad things have happened too, but, but I didn't have to drink because uh, it's, sometimes it's easy for me to, 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 uh, to uh, work on my recovery when, when I have difficult times in my life because then I really uh, uh, go to a lot of meetings and I really talk a lot about it. And, uh, but when, when life is just uh, floating around and it uh, feels normal, and uh, then it's uh, more dangerous for me, I think, to, 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 because... Uh, then I sometimes forget I'm an alcoholic, and I, I need to remind myself. I got a very short memory. Sometimes I forget I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> it's amazing. So I need this uh, to be reminded. I need to go to meetings. I need to, to identify with you, focus on what, what, what I feel in common with you uh, all the time, and, uh, uh, and participate in the meetings. That's important to me. So, uh, so uh, bottom line, I, I can't afford to, to lay back uh, and, and rest too long because uh, the price is too high for me to, to pay. And I really don't have so much more to say, so I stop there. Thank you. Now we'll hand you over to George. My name's George, I'm an alcoholic, and I come from... Hi, George. Great, it's, um, it's, it's great to be here. My, my higher power has a wonderful sense of humour, I can tell you. I uh, got the email from Jay, and, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of uh, being asked to share on uh, letting up on your spiritual programme of action. You know, my ego would have me uh, on, on the uh, insisting on the join life panel or the, the faith in action, but... Uh, here I am, I have experience on this matter, I can tell you, so it's, it's good to be here. Um, I just take a little bit, I mean, this is probably the most valuable possession I own, uh, based on text of Alcoholics Anonymous, and it, uh, it says in here, it's easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. So it's, it's kind of, uh, it comes after the 10-step promises, which for me, the, the maintenance of my spiritual condition is, is me working uh, steps 10, 11, 12. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it carries on and say every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. I mean, constantly implies to me that I'm always taking my will back. You know, I'm always uh, wanting to do things my way. Um, I, I came from a, a very strong home group, um, with strong, strong line of sponsorship, where I would phone my sponsor up in early days and say, oh, Dave, you know, uh, my money hasn't come through from the government. And he'd, he'd just say things like, stick it on your gratitude list, George. You know, I'd say, oh, he's stolen this from me. Pray for him. You know, all of these, and, and what it really gave me was a set of spiritual tools that I was able to live with day by day. Um, and, you know, I, if I just explain what I, I got up this morning, um, hit my knees, said uh, the principles of, of the step three and the step seven prayer, um, another <laughs> prayer in there also, and um, 
then you know I get up, I review my gratitude list, which I wrote the night before, and there's things on there that I'm I'm not grateful for. You know, people that annoy me, they go on there. Um, and then I, I we have this just for today card, which is uh, lots of things to do. Really, you know, do something for someone else and not get found out. I mean, that's just painful for me. So I just want to let you know how great I am and what I've done. <laughs> and, uh, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, lots of things to do, and, and in this book as well, I, I, you know, I found there's nothing to learn, it's, for me, it's just lots of things to do. Um, so after that, I had some quiet time, you know, and um, just sat down, a bit of quiet meditation, um, I got some guidance on that from uh, my sponsor, or, you know, it says in here, uh, your, your rabbi or your minister can give you advice on, on books and things like that, um, and then, yeah, uh, read about five pages in this book. Um, you know, when I go to bed tonight, I will, um, well, already done some inventory today, you know, squad check. And when I go back to bed tonight, I will, uh, you know, write some more inventory. I will ask myself the, the questions in here, you know, where was I resentful, dishonest, overharmed, um, and then spend 10 minutes of quiet time, you know, I do my prayers thanking God for a uh, uh, sober day. And um, I've done that every single day for the last four, four and a half years. Um, not, I tell you, there's days when uh, I just didn't want to do it, you know. But uh, I've just done it regardless of how I, I felt or what I thought. And when I went to Germany, I um, I came from this home group, and I, I remember getting to Germany and thinking, holiday, you know, no sponsor on my back. There's no one that's going to tell me the truth, uh, you know. And um, I keep back. For, for several weeks, I don't need to get involved in service quite just yet, you know. Maybe I just cut back to a couple of meetings a week and uh, it was, uh, you know, I remember sitting in a meeting very vividly and I remember thinking, uh, oh, I bet she ain't got a sponsor. I heard him say that last week, you know, and if I, you look like you, I drink too, you know, and this, this judgment machine just started up and... Uh, Oh man, it started getting very painful, you know, and um, another suggestion from my sponsor was to phone a couple of people in the fellowship each day and ask them how they are, not talk about myself, you know, not phone them up and go, oh, you think that's bad, you know, <laughs> kind, of, kind of just get out of self in that way, um, and what's been important for me is what I do outside of here for the other 23 hours that I'm not in a meeting, you know, I'm, I'm excellent at talking the talk, it's walking the walk that uh, is the important thing. Um, you know, and, and I find toilets a very spiritual place. Um, I uh, often do a lot of praying in them and, uh, you know, little things like trying to clear them up when I'm on, in there or uh, opening doors for people. These little things that I just wouldn't think about normally. Um, it's, it's been a wonderful way to live and I can always gauge my spiritual condition by the size of my girlfriend's ass. You know, that's always the way. It never changes, but my perception does. You know, and uh, it's like that. It's always like that. You know, when, and we had an Icelandic guy come to the group and he says, yeah, I know I, uh, I need to get to a meeting when I'm surrounded by assholes. You know, and it's like, it's like that with me. It's, it's, uh, it's a matter, everything for me is a matter of perception. You know, the way when, I, when my perception changes, the world changes. And the only way that I've, uh, uh, you know, alcohol stopped working for me. So the only other way that I've managed to change my perception um, and, and afford some ease and comfort is, is through working these, these daily suggestions, you know, getting involved in my home group 
and doing things I don't really want to do. It cuts against the grain, really, for me to go out of my way. I'm just pathologically self-centered. And, um, you know, I was the kind of guy that, that would steal your money and help you look for it. And for me to kind of pay for train tickets or live these principles in my life is... Uh, it just takes a lot of uh, other people's ideas. You know, I can take credit for none of anything that I have in my life. Anything of value is, is a direct result of, of AA and the power that I have found through, through the process of the 12 steps and maintaining those um, through the rest of the steps. Um, it's a privilege to be of service in AA and, and be afforded the opportunity to speak and uh, give back. It's a privilege to be able to sponsor people in AA. Um, at the end of my drinking, I thought I will give these 12 steps a go. If they don't work, I will shoot myself. I had the... The, the cartridge there, I was going to do a hammer and a nail, I had it all planned out and um, man, I've just been given a, a life that is wonderful, I was sharing you know, my life is so good at times it's, uh, should have background music I just love it you know, and um, it's I've, ne I've not thought about, about seriously considered taking a, a drink in the last four and a half years, the thought has not crossed my mind, um I mean, my, the way my alcoholism presents itself is that, uh, you know, we talk about principles before personalities at the end, and there's only really one personality that's going to kill me, and that's mine. You know, I will judge myself out of AA. I don't like that group. I don't like those people. I don't like this. You know, and unless I put those principles into action in my life, uh, I'm not going to stay. Unless I find, I have found what I saw in, in alcoholism. <laughs> Through the through AA, and unless I continue to have that, I'm not going to stay. You know, I, I went to AA for three three years, sat in meetings. I would uh, share and uh, you know all my problems, and if I got a hug at the end, I knew it was a good share. You know, it was one of those <laughs> painful existence, and it just you know things did change. They got progressively worse for me. You know, um, I just. I was just painful to be around to everyone around me, you know, and uh, it's not like that today. It's not like that. And um, I, like I say, I can take no credit for this whatsoever. All I do, I'm just a, a dumb drunk that has been, uh, you know, shown a way out and that has had enough <coughs> persistency and consistency to be able to maintain this way of living in my life. You know, when I stop doing this, it won't manifest itself uh, in, uh, you know, I really want to drink. It's kind of, you know, I go out, people ask me how I am, and I think, why, what are you heard? You know, <laughs> people are laughing, and they're laughing at me. You know, it's this sort of malady that gets so uncomfortable that if you felt like this, you would drink too. You know, and, uh, I, luckily, I don't, I, I haven't been shown a solution to all of that. Um, and it's, yeah, it's wonderful to be here, and I think I will uh, leave it there and listen to those more informed than myself. Thanks. Thanks, George. The meeting is now open for sharing. In order to give everyone the chance, we ask that you limit your share to three minutes. Could you please come to the front to share, and uh, who would like to begin?
thanks for your shares. And I just wanted to tell you guys that uh, last week my sponsor told me that I'm starting to, to rest on, on my laurels. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> second fourth step a little bit too long now and I am definitely resting on my laws because I'm having such a great time. I was fortunate enough to actually be on the insisting on a good life thing. <laughs> and it's good for me to say that out loud as my fellow home group asshole will remind me. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that I, that I was uh, very touched upon that you said uh, was the thing about the, tw the other 23 hours out there. Um, I am also very good at talking the talk and being at meetings and, and be like, yes, I know this and I've read the book and I know it. And on page this and this it says so and so and all that stuff, but it's out there in the minefield on the other side of the, of the rooms that it's the most important for me to actually be there, to be honest, to be helpful, to be fair and square and, and uh, say very sorry for the people on whose toes I step, which I happen to do once in a while. I do wear quite a big shoe, so thank you very much. And thank you. Hi, I'm Christian. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Christian. Um, I just want to say uh, this is an important topic for me because um, it scares me to uh, get complacent in this program. I've had a lot of uh, relapses, more than I like to think about. And uh, it, it, it all comes down to uh, sort of I come in the rooms and I, I'd be sort of full of the, the spirit of the program and full of the sort of the novelty of being sober and feeling physically good. And uh, I would start to sort of, sort of uh, shrink away to the sides of the room and I would stop like participating and stop uh, doing jobs and, uh, and I would end up drinking again. And I did this time and time again and uh, the last time I was just so, so despondent and uh, I hated myself and I just, I was so miserable and uh, I really just didn't want to live anymore and uh, I got sober and um, there was no pink cloud at all, but one thing I did know is that I did not want to drink again. I was petrified to drink again. And so when the time came, the usual time, I don't know, six months, nine months, a year, um, when I started to feel those feelings, like some resentments, like why do I have to be here, um, I got scared. I got scared shitless. And uh, so what I, what I did was I, I kept on going, you know. I sat with what I was feeling, and that was that was where I had always sort of jumped up, jump ship before. Um, and I came to find out I didn't really know this at the time, but I came to find out it was just 
It was like the idea, the notion of working the steps and facing myself. Um, because I was, I was petrified of that, you know. I spent years and years and years sort of, uh, sort of progressing the denial that I, that was needed to like facilitate my drinking. You know, I had to lie to myself. I had to lie to everybody around me, and uh, and um, I was not responsible for the things that was happening around me. You know, and um, that had to be faced, and uh, I had to take in the whole picture, and I did that. Uh, I don't know how or why, but I just kept coming to the meetings, and I, the only thing I can say about it is I sat with it. I sat with it, and I literally thought it was going to kill me, you know, because it was just so scary. You know, fear is like what drives my engine. It always has. And uh, I sat with it, and I sat with it, and eventually, you know, I, I prayed. I prayed in the fetal position sometimes. Um, I kept going to meetings. I kept talking, and I kept up with my job. And uh, eventually I felt a little better, and I felt a lot better. And I never let that go. I never let that, that, the whole picture of what I had done while I was drinking, who I was, what my shortcomings were, who I affected, you know, what I did to my own family. Uh, I never let that go. And that was so unusual for me, you know. That had happened time and time again. I would just get, I would get creeped out by myself. And I would just like jettison the whole thing and I would go back and take my will back. But uh, anyway, I sat with it. And um, as far as I know, that's where I am now. I'm still sitting with it. And a lot of times it's really uncomfortable, but uh, you know, I'm determined and uh, I'm totally petrified of complacency in this program. So thank you. It's a great share from, uh, from, from Matt and George Ann and uh, really identify with it, particularly over the last couple of days for me, because uh, I've had a lot of pain the last couple of days. I've been here. Um, the first day here, I flew to uh, for the wonders of being at my first international convention. And, you know, went to the men's meeting, shared there on a the microphone in front of an audience. Oh, God, where are you going there? And, uh, you know, came crashing down the following day. You know, a lot of pain, a lot of fear. Um, actually riddled with it, you know. Didn't want to come out of my hotel room to, to come to the convention, you know. And walking here um, from the hotel with my, with my colleague, and uh, I just broke down. Just broke down in tears. Couldn't stop crying. Uh, just so, so full of fear. Just want to go back to the hotel. Um, anyway, we went back to the hotel, and, you know, then at that point, you know, my, my, my colleague said to me, so what have you been doing before you came here?
can't function. You know, what's happened there? What's going on? You know? And what that made me realise was that, you know, I keep taking back the will. I keep saying, God, you know, I can tell you how to do this, so I don't need you to tell me. You know, I'm, in fact, God, you know, this is what you should be doing, the program. You know, and that's my, that's my head, you know, and then you start to flip around to those fears that I was having, you know, and you look at the program, it's all about living in the moment, living in the now, yeah, working in the now, and everything I was frightened of was projection. What if What if that happens? What if nobody likes me? What if I'm not accepted? You know, what if I stand in a room and I feel invisible? You know, and that's happened to me while I've been here. I've stood in a room and felt invisible. But why am I invisible? It's me. It's not you guys. That's about me and how I feel about myself. And that, I've learned a huge lesson in the two days that I've been here. And that is, the, and that is why I came to the rest of my laurels is something I do. And my colleague said to me, this is the second time this has happened to you. He said, when are you going to learn what you need to do to say well? And I said, well, perhaps I haven't had enough pain yet. <laughs> you know, perhaps I need to hurt more before I really get into the habit of doing the things I need to do. You know, and there's so many things like you share there, George. You know, the thing about, you know, I don't want to sit at home tonight looking at my day and working out who I've upset and who I've hurt. You know, I don't want to tell myself that. I don't want to look at myself. You know, I, should, you know, I don't want to get up in the morning and have to pray to God. But I know now, you know, and... The first, that this, while I've been at this convention, I'm not someone that prays on my knees. Some of you may look at that and go, there you go, that's your problem. <coughs> uh, but for the first time, I got on my knees this morning and prayed because I was so scared. Mm -hmm. And I said, God, please lift this fear from me because I cannot do this without you. And, you know, I've still been fearful today and I've felt fear. But what I've learned is I can't rest on my laurels. I've got to work this program, I've got to work this step. And I certainly can't do it on my own. And more importantly, I have not to, because I've got you guys. That's <laughs> important. Thank you. Hi, my name is Anna. I'm Michael and when drawing that pen on my I remember that I had the list from my sponsor at home. Judge comfortable for getting started again. And that's what I like in a strong home group that we hold each other accountable for coming to the meeting and doing the share. As I heard one speaker once said, he said, but he said something. <laughs> 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 what you do, what you feed me. Scream so loud that I cannot be able to listen. Oh. And I lo love it because I look at feet. That's what we say because we can talk. Thank you guys for your sharing and working on the world. For me, it's a great topic, and, and how I look at it is that I need to do this. I need, need to do this this program on a daily basis, just as I need to brush my teeth, feed my body, go to the shower. I can live without eating, showering, brush my teeth for a couple of days, but I will tell you. I will not be the front to be around. <laughs> and I, you can call my wife and ask if I will be fun, if I'm found to be around when I'm not doing this program for a couple of weeks because I will be crazy. She's the first one who's fun. <laughs> so I need to do this program on a daily basis, and I cannot do I cannot eat now for the next ten days. I cannot do that. I will be hungry tomorrow, even though it looks like I'm trying to. <laughs> but I will be hungry tomorrow. 
and I will be still too hungry tomorrow also. So I needed to do it tomorrow. I cannot get, I cannot get, you know, a lot just by coming here. This is fine for today. It's great being here, but it will not help me tomorrow. I need to come here tomorrow. And my experience on resting my laurels is that I worked up to the to to having one uh, eight step rest, and and then doing a couple and uh, maybe one third of my nine steps. And and those of you who have been doing nine steps, you know that it's like you know you walk like way like this and it really feels great. And it's and then you can put the list in your drawer <laughs> and rest on your laurels and so. Ah. And then I pull out the list again, do a couple of nice steps. And I live like that for a year. And it hurts a lot. It hurts a lot. And, and, and I also try to fill the whole way. What I forgot is that I forgot that we have a step that is closed. But stop. Because I forgot. I, you know, I could help the newcomer. Here's a bathroom, here's a cup of coffee. But being a sponsor, I don't bother. I don't bother. And what happened is that I got, began to get bored in AA. Listen to the same guys saying the same things, you know, blah, 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 blah. Because I was still going to AA to get something. Now, I go to meetings to get something. And from passing that line, in my surprise, it has been enormous. Because it's just like, now I want to go there. Every Thursday night when our men's meeting meet, it's like, yes, it's meeting time because I know that. I can go there and I can talk for five, I just need five minutes to with a new guy and my day is, you know, is complete. Actually, the meeting itself is just like, oh, whatever, I've heard it all before, but the hour before and after is much more important for me because I need to talk to a newcomer once in a while. I love the cell phone. I mean, my cell phone is a gift from God because I can call somebody when I get fucked up. <laughs> you know, it's, and, and, and for me, you know, to rest in my morals is really, really easy. Because I'm so lazy and I would love to get this on DVD and just stay at home. <laughs> but I cannot. I need to do less. How I live at the moment is I have two small children. I wake up 5.30 in the morning by, 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 by my youngest one crying. So, so I'm not, you know, so spiritual when I wake up. <laughs> you know, and, and, and go down and make oatmeal or stuff like that. But, you know, but, but when I get there, sometimes... And a good day I wake up and I, and I don't push, try to push my wife out of the bed, but I do it myself and I do the service of being service for my family and I close the doors on my wife and sleep and I take the kids down to bed. And that is when I'm spiritual in the morning. I don't give 10, 15 minutes anymore in the morning, but I get three, 10 minutes at the car later. <laughs> and there's people, we are there where we can, you know, we, we, I, I think we can, God meets us where we are at, at our lives and we do all this, but you know, if, if you have an old ace that lives in the drawer, take it off. Yeah. Finish the shit. Thank you. Hi, David. Yet. Hi, my name is David uh, B. I'm an alcoholic from Utrecht, the Netherlands. Hi, David. Hi, David. Um, great topic. Uh, I really wanted to come in here because. Um, from also what I heard, um, yeah, that's something that I've uh, that's been said to me that I've come across, and um, and that that pattern, that cycle, you know, even uh, that unders that you know, a great feeling. Oh, I've done something. I've um, I've done my step three. I've done I finished my step four. Presented my step five. You know, I don't know. There's so many moments of like, woo, um, you know, uh, sobriety is cool, and. Um, and I came in with a with a lot of pain. Um, 
I came in when I was 16, thinking I was going to drop out of high school, and um, I didn't see myself living past my teenage years, and um, and I did, and I was like, woohoo! I mean, I also encountered a lot of you know like cool moments just from life as well, and doing college, and um, and I. I've struggled, or you know, tried to figure out, you know, what what is this resting on laurels business, or you know, like why? I mean, I, I know that when I come in and when I'm I'm listening and when I've got my hands up in the air and I'm like, uh, it works, you know, the program works. I'm like, how does one forget that? I mean, those were like really cool moments, um, and uh, um, I uh, a lot of times I I forgot. Step one, you know, I, I maintain my program, I, I do my step 10, um, or I don't actually answer all the questions. Sometimes I just sort of, you know, talk to uh, somebody in the program or think about it, or sometimes I just go to sleep. Um, but, um, you know, I, I'm sort of doing the, the, the mechanics, uh, going to meetings, and, um, and I, I forget, you know, why, why I'm here. Uh, from the shares we already heard about, um, picking back up that self-will, and you know, from from what I've done, from the my woohoo moments to my very deep moments, I know, I know it doesn't work when when I when I do it. But um, life gets good. Life gets really good in sobriety. I have had I've had very stupid dreams and accomplished them, but I, I've had a lot of dreams, and 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 I get there, and I'm and I'm like, all right, uh, this is it, and um, and maybe I don't need to. Do all this work anymore? I don't know why I keep thinking like that, but it's something that I keep on doing. Um, and uh, yes, uh, we talked about uh, step twelve and doing twelve step work. And I always heard uh, I get more out of it than uh, uh, that I'm putting into it, or you know, the, my sponsors have said thank you um, because I get just as much or more out of it. And I was like. I don't know what you think you get out of it, but I'm sure getting a lot out of it. And and to very concretely um, uh, say what, having experience of what I get out of 12-step work is I get the privilege of seeing, and that's often what I forget, um, of applying um, how powerful it is when people make that decision to apply spiritual principles to their lives. And their lives not just change, but dramatically. And we talk about that pink cloud and... Um, and and it's awesome, and it is awesome, and I see that most dramatically uh, with people who are coming in, <laughs> and um, and working with them, and seeing them suffer, 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 and then light goes off, and they surrender, and they're like, okay, fine, I'll do it, I'll I'll just tell me, and it's not that hard, and and their lives dramatically change, and they start, you know, they start to make those personality changes, and. And it's amazing. And they come back and they're like, woo And I'm like, we'll see how long this lasts, you know? But, um, and I forget, and, I, and that's what I forget when I was talking about step one, is I forget that those applying principles that, uh, can work just as powerfully in my life. And, um, and a lot of times I think I've changed enough. My life feels good enough. And, and I stop applying those spiritual principles in my life passionately. And, and I guess I'm not so amazed anymore when it starts to slip back down that way. But I've got people around me who, well, they don't throw pins at me, but, you know, um, <laughs> who, who remind me, you know. And, 
Uh, please don't throw pens. And and I, I, I love this program. I, I keep coming back. Uh, I try to share my experience, strength, and hope. And and I should work more with uh, sponsees. Um, and uh, I get a lot out of it. And that's what I get out of it. I always heard I get a lot out of it. And I was like, What do you get out of it? I don't know. If I want that. And uh, it's cool. It, it, that's what keeps me going forwards and keeps my life getting even better. And my life is pretty cool if you want to hear about it. Let me have today and I just love the topic and thank you guys so much for sharing. I mean, you know, I've, I've, I'm, I think I invented the usage of resting on my laurels because I, I spent a lot of time figuring out how much I can get out of without putting the least amount of effort into things. And I mean, I felt that way. I mean, when I got into AA, I was really happy to do everything you guys told me. You were the only people who wanted to talk to me at the time. So I really wanted to keep you guys happy. You know, so I was like, woohoo, I'm going to do that. And then I got all spiritual. And remember that first year of sobriety when you go out and you talk spiritualism? And you know, you're all like alive and all with fire. And you go to meetings and tell people how they're supposed to talk at meetings and stuff. And I did that all. And then I had a kid. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's hard when you have a screaming kid in your arms to like be really spiritual. <laughs> That's not what you feel like. And, uh, you know, my life happened. I got a kid. I got to the university. I got a really cool boyfriend. So I was like, yeah, I don't need to do that anymore. You know, you guys were really good at the beginning, but I kind of don't need to keep on seeing you this often. And I just slowly stopped. And I slowly stopped doing 12-step work because that was annoying. Who wants to have a newcomer call you every single day? And, you know, sometimes often a day with something that's very trivial. So I just sort of stopped doing that too because I was like, yeah, I can't be bothered with this, really. And uh, uh, then I started feeling really, really <laughs> and uh, I mean, when, when you were talking about that you got slightly obsessed with computers, my head is off to you. I just got obsessed, you know, permanent. I just got crazy, just extremely crazy. My head would not stop. And I thought, okay, yeah, now I'm going to have to go into the hospital because I'm just going crazy. And then I just realized that maybe, maybe I should try AA first. You know, because I've been going to meetings, but the thing is, like Antis was saying, I mean, you know, what you do screams so loudly that I can hear what you're saying. And I mean, I can sit at meetings, and in my, my case, I love being at meetings, and they do a lot of good for me. But I mean, I can also sit for a whole week in my garage, and I won't become a car. You know, <laughs> so I mean, I have to do this all the work to become sober. And, you know, and, and like right now, my uh, sponsor moved back to America last week and gave me her bike you know, things, but you know, I need a sponsor, you know, I know that I'm not doing 11 step work like I should be doing, I've been sober 11 years and I'm not doing the 11 step like I should be doing it, this meeting is a beautiful reminder and I'm just, I'm going to go find a sponsor, I'm going to put more effort into my 11 step, and just thank you guys for sharing this, because you know what, I know that I have, you know, I could go out there and I would lose everything, everything that I've gained in this time. I'm not sure I'd be able to come in. You know, I'm not sure if I would be fortunate enough. So I'm just, thank you. Yeah.
don't need that. Anymore. <laughs> 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 I probably don't need that. Um, we love you. Thank you. Not the last two. That feels good. Um, Hi, Ben. Hey, my name is Ben. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Ben. Um, it's good to be here. I uh, didn't really want to come up and share, but then I wanted to pause, so I decided to come up. <laughs> Thank God for character defects, right? Because I wouldn't be here without the character defects. I actually believe that. I'm like one of the laziest men in the world. Um, and if it wasn't for pain, and it wasn't for my selfishness, and if it wasn't for my sort of like instinct or my desire to feel better all the time, I wouldn't do the work I needed to do. Uh, and that's how I started in AA. Like, I started in AA not even really wanting to quit drinking. I just wanted to stop feeling pain, like the pain that I brought in. Like, the incredible, desperate isolation and the uh, awful sort of, like, remorse and shame and guilt that I had. That was the stuff that I wanted solved. Um, and I was young. I was 20 years old when I first came in, and I thought that uh, I was definitely too young to be here. And everybody in AA where I was, it, it, it was sort of like being in a morgue. I felt like I was around dead people. Um, they were, like, gray. I'm a bit gray now, so there's, you know. But uh, they were gray, and, like, they seemed like they, were, they had these grimaces on, and they seemed sort of depressed and awful, and it seemed like the afterlife. And I was being punished for my drinking. Um, but... Uh, well, what I heard in the beginning was, well, one thing I heard was that people were obsessed with alcohol, and I could identify with that. One of the few thoughts I had was this incredible urge to drink. Uh, when people would describe booze, or when they would describe, like, the bead of sweat on the edge of the glass, like, you know, my body would sort of, like, I don't know, I'd get excited, I'd be, like, all pumped up. Um, and uh, I would fantasize about the way they drank. I loved hearing about their stories of drinking. Uh, and then the other thing they were saying that I could identify with... Um, was the pain. And then the thing that I couldn't identify with yet, but that I, that I began to uh, desire, was that the relief. Like, the fir my first sponsor was somebody who came into a meeting and he carried himself differently. He had a sort of look in his eye, and he had a kind of a, an attitude that I just didn't see elsewhere. I um, mean, he talked about being homeless, like down by the river, living in his tent, and calling his sister and giving her financial advice. And I thought that was like a really great sort of like uh, paradox. So I identified with that. But when I came around, it was like that urge to feel better. And that was the same urge that I had that caused me to drink, right? The spiritual malady that I have is like this feeling of restlessness, irritability, and discontentedness. And if I don't fix that feeling, I'm going to drink. That's like the greatest sort of like, the greatest uh, impetus or, or motivation in my life is to solve that. Um, and it brought me to such incredible ends. It brought me to a point of, of being suicide and homelessness and like complete and utter drug and alcohol addiction. So it's kind of an instinct that went extreme, that went to a sort of horrible, awful extreme. It's, it's a character defect. But that same instinct when I came into sobriety was what allowed me to become spiritual. Because I certainly was not a spiritual person. And I didn't come to AA eager to like find a god and to like find a bunch of people talking about spirituality. I didn't want to sit in musty church basements and like hold hands and chant prayers and throw money in a basket. Um, these things were not like on my top of my priorities. Uh, but that desire to feel better was. Um, and that desire to feel better like, led me into the steps. And it revealed to me that I have, like, and I, I have alcohols. I have a desire to drink that I can't control. Uh, once I start drinking, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how far I'm going to go. And that I have a spiritual malady that's just this emptiness. Um, and what happens in AA, I think, is that I've been taught, and I'll end with this. I'm sort of a long-winded guy. Uh, I like the sound of my own voice. I guess that's another character. <laughs> Hopefully you guys like it, too. Um, I... Uh, I think the other the, the other thing that uh, that ha or the thing that happens in AA is we learn to move away from our from our desire to just feel good, and we try to start practicing spiritual principles. So rather than just being 
um, that sort of uh, relief-seeking missile, as they say, <laughs> I become like somebody that's, that's attempting to practice spiritual principles above and beyond this, this basic instinct that I have. And that way the feelings don't matter. It's just a, it's just a matter of what I'm doing and where my feet are. Um, so at the end of the day, if I'm doing the stuff I need to do, life works out. And if I feel bad, that's okay too. There are days when I feel bad. Like, that's normal. Like, that's life, right? People die, relationships end, uh, you get lost. I mean, this is how it goes. So the ability to learn how to cope with that stuff is fantastic and amazing. Um, that's all. Thanks. That's all the time we have. Thank you to everybody for being a part of this.